Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everybody, welcome along to immediate match reaction here on the Rangers Rabble as Rangers yet again fail to win when it really, really counts. Um, we drew with a very, very, very poor team. That's now four points they've taken off us, only four points they've taken in the group. We missed the chance to secure Europa League football after Christmas. We can still get it, but we've missed the chance tonight to secure it after a really, really dreadful dreadful home performance. Um, we'll take a look at the players, we'll take a look at the manager, we'll discuss the game, we'll get your points as well, and we'll have a, a, a wee deep dive into it and see uh, if, if we, if me, Mark and Connor can come up with the, the, the solution to some of these bottle jobs. Um, we, we shall see. But like I say, I'm joined by Mark and Connor. I think Stu is on his way. Um, so firstly, as I've not spoke to him for ages, uh, Mark, how are you? I'm not bad at all, mate. How's yourself? It's been a wee while. <laughs> um, I was all right 95 minutes ago. <laughs> so I would say I, I'm, I've been better. I've been better. I just, I'm just, uh, I don't know where my head's at the new British Rangers team. I, I, I put in the chat, I think it was about 70 minutes, saying I, I wish I was younger. I wish I wasn't brought up in the, the 90s, nine in a row, seeing us winning all the leagues, albeit we were. Dreadful in Europe in the 90s, but we were still winning stuff. And I'm just, I think I'm Scunner Connor. I think Scunner's probably, probably the right word. I, I would say so. I, I think we're all feeling that way. Um, and even obviously, I know you're referencing the 90s. I grew up through the 2000s and we were a damn sight better than that in the 2000s as well. You know, we won a few league titles. Um, and of course, we did in 2006 get the Champions League. Uh, last 16 and the 2008 UEFA Cup final. So I've seen some great moments as well um, back then. And that makes it harder to swallow because I've seen great Rangers teams um, in the past, as we all have. Um, and I've seen them stand up when it when it counts the most. And seeing a team that just now just doesn't seem to have the mentality about them is so frustrating. And I, I, I think Scunner is probably the, the perfect word to... To sum it up, certainly it's the PG word that you could use anyway. <laughs> yeah, 100% the PG word. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, Mark, there's going to be, and look, as I, as I always repeat myself, right, um, we'll go through some of the individual performances, we'll go through the game, um, but the, the immediate reaction, there's going to be um, a lot of anger, maybe a lot of misplaced anger, and maybe a, a slight bit of overreaction. We we might you never know we might see that as well. Um, how are you feeling after after that? After what you watched? After and and not going into specifics because we'll go into specifics in a minute. But 
after watching the players' performance, after watching the decisions that the manager made, just that all-round package tonight um, at full time, what's going through your head? Same circus, different clowns. Um, I think it's probably the, 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 my catchphrase of the night. Um, just poor, just poor for start to finish. Um, one of the, my, my, my overall thought is that that's the, my thought for the weekend was that's that's a honeymoon over. That's a honeymoon period done and dusted. And these um, these players that, that Clement's got a, got a tune out of over the last uh, five weeks are just resorting to type. No, really. And and that's it's no it's no any any great surprise to the majority of us because that's how it's that's how they get uh, they get build a sack. So like I said, they were were. Uh, these guys are all right with the with the new manager bounce, but that's well and truly done now. So where do we go now? Where do we where, what's our next step? How do we how do we improve this team? How do we get them fired up? Um I don't know. I don't know is a quick answer. Watching that, I'm bereft of any sort of uh, ideas. Um <laughs> I just they uh, said I don't I don't know. Obviously we'll we'll get into it a wee bit deeper, but um for me Lammers was non-existent. Um, all right, I, I don't think uh, Cantwell had his best game, but I did look at uh, Cantwell and there was a shot of him and he's, he's, one, he, one of his legs was, was quite heavily strapped up. I don't know if anybody any has noticed that. It was pretty heavily strapped up, but for me, that's no excuse. If he's fat enough to go on a party, he's fat enough to play. Um, but for me, I would have took Lammers off, moved Cantwell in one and brought McCausland on. Oh yeah, and we'll, we've all come to that. Um, and I wanted to mention something about when Lammers was coming off as well, but I, I'll wait until until we get to that to mention it. Because um, even though you know, listen, Lammers, I, I hate to severely criticise Rangers players. It's alright having a go, you know, once or twice if they've not played well in a game, but Lammers is just rubbish. And no, I'm, I'm contradicting myself because nobody who plays professional football is then by de facto rubbish because they're a professional footballer. Um, but he's just, he, he's not good enough. He's not good enough for a Rangers team. Um, he's hopeless. He's, he's, uh, it's just, it's uh, depressing. It's just depressing me, Connor. Um, I, I don't even know um, where I'm where I'm going with this, but I'm going to be saved by Led Zapaldo because Led Zapaldo is um, a, fin- a fantastic um member of this channel and he always always contributes as well he's put another super chat in and and i'll take this point um to you corner the amount of poor moments of quality which broke down chances and attacks was stark tonight conceding a goal in europe is disappointing but attacks breaking down in the halfway line is frustrating and that's exactly it. it's exactly sums it up really um there were far far too many moments that we were absolutely not good enough in the final third. Um, there were times where it started off well, and you thought, right, something could be on here. Go do something. You know, whenever we picked up the pace, we did look like we were going to cause them trouble because they don't have a great defence. You know, what I mean, this isn't like they were parking the bus and you're having to battle your way through here. There was chances there to be had, and we didn't take um, advantage in any of those situations. I mean, you had, I think, at one point, Sima does a lovely piece of play to get past his man in the space and into the box and then his touch 
when he gets in the box is diabolical. You know, it just completely takes he takes himself out of the game with the touch and has to then revert back and play the pass and they're back in. And it happened time and time again. Um, and for me, part of it as well comes down to it's too many passes as well for my liking at times. It's too many because when there's moments where we can put a ball in the box and it's, oh, let's cut it back and pass here or do this or do... You've got to, you know, when when you're doing that, you're just allowing them time to settle back in. I mean, it's all in front of them. It's easy for them to deal with. Um, and, and it just was good enough. And sadly, it came for, you know, a lot of it came for the usual suspects in terms of the poor distribution. Lammers, who you mentioned, who was, was brutal with his distribution again today. Um, but not just him. You know, Cifuentes, for me, you know, I said in, in the build-up, we've not seen a lot of him, so it's hard to be overly critical. Um and I, and I do think that, you know, he deserves, you know, a, a bit of slack in terms of a, a, another chance because whether he should have been starting two games in a row, that's that's up for debate. Um, but he certainly shouldn't have got 90 minutes because he was first 20 minutes of the game, he was appalled. Every time he got the ball, he lost it. He couldn't do it. Um, he's trying. At one point, they're backing off and backing off and you're thinking, right, run into the space and have a dig because that's what you should do in that situation. And he's tried the impossible pass into Danilo that was never going to make it to him because there's three defenders in the line. You know, he's not trying to put that pass behind Goldson, Balogun, Davies or Suter. You know what I mean? They will defend that. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we just couldn't do it. Um, even at moments again, the second half, McCausland, I thought, come on and done really well, scores a great goal. But even he, after that, was quite wasteful with moments. You know, there's a, there's a chance where he's put in, which is probably the best chance we create in the whole game. And you're thinking he's got to shoot on his right foot first time. It might not be his strong foot, but he scored his first goal with the right one. He's got to just ping it back across goal. Instead, he cuts back in. Almost loses it. I actually think if he goes down, ironically enough, if he goes down, he probably gets a penalty. But, and the irony... Do you know why, you know why he hasn't went down there, Connor? Well, because, because he, game. Because he dived. In a previous game, that's why he's mm-hmm. not with um, but, but on the point, and we'll come back to Ross, right? Um, 100%, he, he scored a fantastic goal. I think he had maybe one or two chances after that, and then he went quiet. But the reason that he went quiet after that was because everybody in that team was waiting on him to do something. A young boy who's coming into that team and has had little to no first-team experience and they were expecting him to do something, and he was getting no support off Tav, he was getting no support off the front men, and he was getting no support for the midfield. It was a case of, right, Ross, what can you do? And for our, for, for, our, for the team that we've got, we should not be putting that on a young boy. He's coming out to try and help the team, not be the team. Um, but we'll come back to that. We'll absolutely come back to that. Um, Mark, first half thoughts. Their goal, I mean... I know Goldson's out, and I know that Davies is coming back into the team and he's not played much, and Suter's come back from injury, blah, blah, blah. Try and think of all the excuses under the sun you can. But that's two games in a row now we've conceded a Sunday league goal. Yes. Um, not, there's no any excuses for that. That's For me, that's absolutely, absolutely abysmal. Terrible, terrible schoolboy defending. Um that's two, like you said, two games in a row, big long ball over the top, and I just don't know. I, I, I can't. All right, um, Suter gets caught underneath it. It was fucking Davies then. 
why is Davies not covering that? Why is why is why is Davies as as a, a centre half no anticipating? In his brain, he should be saying, right, I'm anticipating him missing that, and I'm going to and I'm going to cover, and he never. And a, a professional footballer for me, that's schoolboy stuff. For me, you you you've got to, you've got to, as a centre half, you've got to anticipate the worst case scenario and try and cover that worst case scenario, and. He's never, he never done any, any to it. He kind of caught no man's land, and then it was a foot race, and he was never going to win it. The boy cut across him. Um, don't get me wrong, good finish the boy. Boy done well. Um, but that's that schoolboy stuff. That that splitting two defenders, well, with, with a long ball, and then it's a foot race. Um, they've got to be better than that. I mean, even as I said, against against Aberdeen as well, exact same thing, exact same thing, and and. and None of the two defenders done the exact same. Nobody anticipated worst case scenario and they've covered. One got caught under the board, other one got caught ball watching and went, oh, oh, and by the time he'd switched on, the boy was away. Um, just just no good enough for me. And and, and, it, and it shows you the weakness and in, in these uh, these centre-halves that we've got. We need, we need to spend money on this defence. For me as well, obviously when we're going to talk about it, Tavernier too slow, Barisic, all right, you can put a good ball in, but what else does he do? What else does he bring to the team? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's good at crossing the ball, that's it. As I said, frustrating. It could be here all day talking about it, but this defence needs serious surgery. Um, just It's just schoolboy stuff. It really is schoolboy stuff. It's embarrassing, actually. It's, it's, it's quite embarrassing. Um, Stu, welcome. How are you, my friend? Yeah, well, a bit disappointed, but yeah. Well, we've already kind of heard Mark and Connor's thoughts, so give us yours then on on that game. Um, how you're feeling? I'll, I'll get to Scott in a wee minute, and again, <laughs> another great supporter of the show as well. Um, I think his super chat might be along the same lines as your thoughts, but give us them, Stu. Yeah, I've just thought I thought Clement Clement got it wrong tonight. Um, in the in the lineup to start with, and then in the use of substitutions, not just the substitutions, but the use of them. You know, we we had three stoppages to make subs, not including half time. We obviously don't make any at half time. Um, to make three separate substitutions, obviously the one really early with Cantwell, which I think everyone would would have preferred Lammers if you're going to take one of the two off early on. But maybe you know I can understand that I wasn't super angry at it. I can understand that we needed natural width out wide and I think it worked as well to a degree but apart from that you know Matondo didn't really have an effect when he come on and because of the the way we made the substitutions we then couldn't make any more so we couldn't bring on a roof or even a Dessers or do you know what I mean anyone else so I think he got quite a few bits wrong today that said that team should still be good enough to go and beat anyone from Cyprus and they've got four points in this group and they've got all four points from us they've conceded 10 goals and we've only put two past them it's it's a shambles it really really is and and I, listen I'm, I'm happy because I think there were some good performances in there and we played some nice stuff at times and I think a lot of it was we just couldn't get that final ball off or the final touch bad decision making it wasn't all bad but it it's still quite an embarrassment to to have a team from Cyprus take four points off you in this group stage and then again, does it come down to mentality that we could have gone top of the group tonight? All the pressure heaps on Betis. We can avoid a whole extra round where we play a Champions League dropout, and and we just 
falter and, and, and fold under the pressure once again. It was just same old story of a lot of these players. And, and I think and I hope that, that Clement is, is really starting to make up his mind of, about a lot of their futures, because I just think that it's, um, yeah, t- time's up for, for quite a lot of them at this point. Yeah, and I think it's right in a wee while that we speak about Clement as well because, again, excuse me, he's been given so much praise since he came to the football club but you have to then point out when you think he's made a mistake um, and we certainly will do that. But um, another great contributor to the channel, Scott Buchanan, all the way in New Zealand. Um, That was brutal, gents, and I think that's Scott putting it mildly. Um, My concern, the same as Mark, is the honeymoon looks over. Lammers and Cifuentes very poor and we need to make changes in those positions. Leadership missing in the park. Agree too much resting on McCausland. So corner that, that, that brings us to can I maybe mash up with a point that Mark made and Mark said look, look, there needs to be serious surgery made on, on our defence. Um, again, that's two games in a row that, that Cifuentes um, has started and we'll, we'll touch on Lammers in a wee second. But, and that's again two games in a row where it's been identical performances in terms of, it's almost as if he thinks for the first 30 minutes that they're still warming up. He's not alive to anything. He doesn't read the game. It's it's as if he's, he's passing with his wrong foot, trying to do a wee bit of training on his weaker foot. He's just, he's not involved. He, he's not. And, and it's a real problem for me, especially in, in big games like this tonight, because there, there are games where you you maybe, maybe get away with, with, with that. Um, you know, if, if you're playing, you know, for example, Dumbarton in the Cup, you might get away with that there because of the quality you're up against. But for me, you know, if you're a Rangers player and you're going away to Aberdeen, you have a chance to call back points in the league uh, with Celtic broken points, you know, the day before, and then tonight you've got a big game at Ibrox, you know, 50,000 sellout crowd there, um, expecting you to go and win and get yourself booked into the knockout stages of the Europa League. And it takes you half an hour to get yourself even anywhere close to to being in the game and, and up for it. That's not good enough. You've got you've got to be in and up for that for minute one. Um and, and Sifuentes, <clears throat> I don't know if it's an attitude problem. Um or a mentality problem, rather, maybe, with him as well. Um, because there's definitely, there's times when you see Cifuentes do things when he's got the ball and you think, there is something in there. There is a wee glimmer of quality somewhere in there. There's potentially a player. But for me, he's he's not mentally been in the right place. Um, and I don't understand, and I know we'll come on to it wider earlier, but given the fact the performance against Aberdeen on Sunday, I, I I can't see a solid case that you could have made for why you should have even been starting tonight. You know, you could you could have made a case for bringing him on off the bench later in the game, certainly. But I'm no I'm not convinced he should have been starting, and then he proved that with his performance. It was dreadful for half an hour, and then he disappeared uh, for the rest of the first half. He was completely anonymous, um, and then second half again disappeared and anytime you did see him it was usually to give the ball away. Um it is just not good enough and it sounds a simple thing to say, but but it's no. And I think maybe now come on seen enough for Sif went is to go, 
he ain't starting at the weekend. Um, you know, because he's no earned a third start in a row. No chance has he earned a third start in a row. So that, that remains to be seen. But I, I, there's wider questions that need asking as well, though. I mean, I know Beal and that are gone, but how did we allow this dross to get brought into our football club? You know, how... Well, how, I mean, how Connor, we... that's, that's a show completely on its own. Because... No, Totally. We don't have we don't have the time to go into that because we'll, we will be here on it. No, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm, you know, I just think it's a it, it, it's a real problem that you have to rebuild a rebuild, and, and that's why I think you know, come on, must watch that tonight. And go, what what am I watching? Do, do you have to make a sub after half an hour? Um, because it's been so poor. This is no it's not great, is it? I mean, um, but. You know, so Fuentes, he, he was he was one of a number of players who didn't play well tonight, but he was one of the, the big culprits for it. You know, even other bits as well. Towards the end, he's getting into a position where he's actually tracked back well and he's blocked the player. You know, late in the game, Aris are gone forward, trying to get a win of themselves. He kind of blocks the player and then he just slips and falls to the ground and you're going, for fuck. I mean, and then he's handed the impetus there back in again and you're thinking, come on, this is just, you know, Schoolboy stuff here, and we are sitting watching fucking Bambi on ice trying to play wow. for this, you know. I would rather have watched Bambi on ice if I'm being brutally honest with you, um, yeah. than watch that 95 minutes. Um, Led, I'm going to come to your um super chat in two B seconds, but Mark, I want to take another point for, for Scott's um super chat the point about leadership on the part. Um, if there was ever a couple of games in a row that proved that. We do not have leadership on the park. And I actually thought for good spells of the game, Lundstrom was having one of his more positive games where he, he looked a lot more in. In, in, in terms of the overall leadership in this Rangers team on that football pitch, there's none. Yeah, I think there's too many of them hiding. There's too many of them uh, willing to let other people other people take control of the game. Um I think obviously just what Connor said about Sifuentes there. The only reason he got a game and got started the last two games is because we've not got any other centre midfield. No simple, yeah. absolutely simple. Unless you're going to play a young boy, so we never really had any options. I think, I think, I think that it wasn't very good in the first half. I thought it it was all right in the second half. I don't think I, I wouldn't lambast him as much as. Uh, uh, as much as some people are lambasting him, I, I don't think it was great by any stretch of imagination. I think, I think he's struggling with the with the pace of the game. I think that the the, the game in America is a slightly slower pace, and I think that I think he's had a wee bit of culture shock, especially in Europe. But that's um, two games, though, Mark, that he's done exactly the same thing. But he's then yeah. come into the game a bit later on and been better. So you would yeah. think that the second game he would have learned at least a wee bit for the first game, but nothing seemed to change. No, no, I know, but uh, as I said, it's for me, it's a collective. It's no, it's no about one player or trying to single players out. And as I said, for me as well, I, I think that I think that Cantwell was honking. I really did. I know that everybody we all like Cantwell. We all think he's a great player, and I'm I'm one of his biggest fans. I thought he was honking, and and actually, Lammers was non-existent, but at least he was honking. I think that the only I reason Lammers. Uh, but I mean, he never touched the ball. He never in the first half. He never touched the ball, Amos, to 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 be honking. So I don't know. As I said, for me, it's a collective rather than trying to single out players. I think that mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. back to your original point. 
uh, leadership. There's not enough leadership in the park. Um, too many of them hiding. Too many of them going like, oh, it's not going well here. Not, not one player in that park looked to take that take the ball with the scruff of the neck, demand the ball, and and trying to make things happen. Nobody in there shouting and bawling at people and, and trying to organise people and try to g people up. And I'm not talking about shouting and bawling and moaning at people. I'm talking about actually trying to trying to encourage his, his teammates running about him. Nobody, no no a leader, not one leader. And and as you said, as you said, but I don't know. As I said, for me, you need you need to you need to try and uh, scout better. I, I think you need to bring players in first and foremost that that are going to be leaders in the park and going to be winners. Clement keeps going on about it. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a he's a he's a a, a, a football maniac. He's um, obsessed with winning, and this team's not the team for him. If that's the case, because <laughs> I tell you what, there's 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 not. I, I, I'm struggling to find one in there. I'm really struggling to find one in that team. Probably Butlin is the only one, and he can't really affect the game. The only thing he can do is stop them scoring. It can't affect the game for us being in the front foot and moving forward, which is. Which is where we need somebody to be. But as I said, it's a collective for me. It's it's no good enough. Definitely no good enough. But back to the back to the same as what I said earlier. These players are just resorting to type. Yeah. We've had one new manager bounce. Um, for me, this January window can't come quick enough. I think that I, I said to I sent my boy watching the game the night and I said as soon as I seen that they were going to take Cantwell off, my actual words, my comments to the boy was. That's the end of Cantwell's career. Because I tell you what, he, he's, that, he's that type of player that will not like getting pulled off in the 33rd minute. I wouldn't like getting pulled off in the 33rd minute, but that's that's properly that's properly wounded him, and that's twice he's done it in the last couple of games. So for me, I don't know what's happening with Cantwell, whether it's an attitude, whether it's it doesn't get on, whether it's a personality clash or whatever it is. He's not performed this whole season. So he's contributed to help him get build the sack. And obviously they're asking him to play a certain position in a certain role and he doesn't want to do it. Simple. Mm-hmm. And that's why he keeps getting a big hook. Because he should be by far our best player. And he's no. He's no been all season. He's no been coffee. Yeah. No, listen, sorry to button, Mark. I agree with that, right? But at the same time, he's been asked to play in a position that he's not the best in. Whilst the guy who's playing in his position and, and been given every opportunity under the sun can he kick his own ass? So if I was Cantwell, I would be extremely frustrated and annoyed. But like you say, we don't know what's going on in the background. It could be nothing. It could be the next game. He could be starting at ten and go on and score a hat trick, and then fo- football changes so so quickly. So I don't know exactly what's going on in the background. Um, and we'll come on to that that substitution in a in a second, Stu. But um. Led Zipald was putting another super chat, and his question, Stu, is what's the bigger issue? Um, conceding one or only scoring one? I, I think obviously he's talking in terms of what Mark and Connor were talking about in terms of a rebuild. Um, I think they're both massive issues that, that we need to rectify. Um, I think the defence is, is more of an issue right now, if I'm completely honest. I, I think as he gets his own players in and, and he can really start building his own style of play with his team, I think the goals will will come a bit more freely because I think we've got good attacking players. It's, we just The problem is we sold the majority of our wingers or wide players 
Uh, Matondo obviously has had a bit of a redemption arc, but he's he's not there yet, and he's and he's obviously struggled with injuries. Seam has been our only sort of decent wide player, um, and and again tonight he sort of he was playing like he he was in the first few weeks when he joined us. He was he was just couldn't control the ball properly, couldn't, couldn't get out of his feet at times, and and these games do happen for everyone. I just think it will click once he gets the right players in those positions. So I think bringing in natural wide players will will complement what we already have. We have a lot of number 10s. Obviously, I don't think Lambs is the answer. I would prefer Cantwell there. I don't think we can get Hadji back this season, but I hope we do get him back for next season. And and because he's every time I've watched him for Alaves, he looks pretty decent. So he, he can go there. So we've also got Tom Lawrence. We've got plenty of players that, that can make things happen up top we just need one or two to complement it at the back I, I mean I don't know we, we definitely need a couple of centre-backs I think we've got some good centre-backs but just the shirt's too heavy for others and I think it's just it's just not going to work and and I think the the biggest glaring issue for me is is the fullbacks. we're just getting killed every single game from Tav I don't know if this is a if this is a, a tactical thing with Clement but Tav doesn't seem to get as far forward under Clement which is really strange because we don't really play of any natural width on the right and Tab doesn't get forward. So I could understand the substitution. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been Campwell for me, but I could understand the substitution of bringing McCausen on. He probably should have started. See, just we, on that point too, sorry, because if I don't ask this, it will go out my head. You're talking about Tab there not really getting forward. And he, he, for me, he seems to be in more of a a kind of volante role, to use a football manager term. Um, and he's been asked to pass a lot more, and his passing's honking, Stu. His passing awful. is awful. Yeah, I, I even said in the chat as well that the weirdest thing I found tonight was he wasn't getting forward as much, but he was also out of position still when whenever they came on attack. So I don't know where, where his position was most of the game. Yeah, his passing, it's not just the pass as well. Like His five-yard passing for about two seasons now has been dreadful. But mm. it's also these, these weird overhit balls and when I say overhit balls I mean like 30 40 yards overhit like they're not even going close to, to some of our players um there was there was one later on in the game that he cut inside and yeah not not many moves but he, he still passed it straight to an Aris player like not even anyone else close and then he's, he's done like a Connor Goldson type put his hands up and moaned at everyone else for it when when it was his fault I just think that they've served us really well and and but you know, both Borna and Tav have, have given us some excellent, excellent times and, and excellent performances. But we just we need to start looking at replacing them. And, and if Yilmaz isn't the answer, then we've got to look at something else on the left hand side because I just don't think either of them have have the energy. And, and they've obviously lost a yard each, maybe Tav too. Um, yeah, I, I can see Aaron saying that Tav wasn't there. No, I'm not saying he never got forward. I'm saying he doesn't get forward as much as he used, and certainly not out wide. Like. I'm so used to seeing Tab put balls in the box, and and I feel like I'm not seeing it much anymore, which which is just it feels strange for someone with a with a great delivery like Tab, and and if we're not using his assets, then what is the point of having him in the team? And I so, actually found that strange too when McCausland came on that Tab was more or less sitting off and just giving him the ball, wasn't really mm-hmm. making the run past him, he, he support him or anything like that. It was it was just when we were talking about the way that Tab's playing, he, he kind of left McCausland stranded. Yeah, I think that was it. Wasn't just Tav. I think that was a common theme. I think Des, uh, Des is. I think Danilo was um, was stranded at times up top. No one pressed with him. He was he was doing a lot of the hard work on his own. Um, but yeah, like you said, Tav Tav was not getting at least Borna does get close to Seymour and, and he'll offer that support. 
Tav wasn't doing that. And again, this might be a tactical. I, you know, I'm not blaming him for it. So I'm not saying it's his fault. Maybe he's been told not to to bomb on down the down the right. And like like that, like Aaron said in the chat, he he is turning up in the box in more central areas. Maybe we're playing him sort of an inside fullback role. I don't know, but it's just for me, it's not work. There's there's just too much that's not working right now. And and whether we're not going to be able to fix it all in January, but we we need to start putting the foundations in place to, to take us forward as a football team and, and, and uh, you know, where, whether he can start implementing a style with the current players, I'm not so sure, but we need to start looking, preparing for, for the new generation of fullbacks and centre-backs and, and wherever else we need replacing players because it's, you know, a lot of it is, is I'll probably blame the board more than Michael Bill because the board have given him carte blanche to, to, to go and, sign players without a director of football and, and do whatever he wants but it's it was obviously a, a disaster of a transfer window bar Jack Butlin and Seema maybe so it's I feel like back to square one at times um I don't but, think I don't think and I think people need to prepare themselves for January I don't think there's going to be as much squad movement as what folk think there is I mean there may be I don't have any inside information but I don't think we're going to do a great deal in January anyway um, channel member Andrew McDonald in my super chat as well. Thank you, Andrew. Um, the manager does not fancy Campbell, and I don't blame him. His attitude is stinking. There is a reason he's not playing in the Premiership. Right, Connor. Let's discuss the substitution then. 35, I think it was 35 minutes. Um, the manager brings off Cantwell. He brings on Ross McCausland. It was obviously just a straight swap for the right wing, which was met with boos and gasps and people confused. Obviously, the majority of people were thinking, well, if he's going to make an early sub, like they were talking about in commentary, it's going to be Lammers, it's going to come off. Campbell's going to move central, and McCausland's going to go out um, on the right. Obviously, we know that McCausland in the second half then goes on to score the goal, so you can say that the substitution he made was right, but was the substitution that he made right? Well, I think um, in terms of what McCausland brought, and, you know, in the fact that he also scores the goal, um, without which we would have lost a second game in a row to Aris. Um, in that hand, yes. However, it's who he's taken off that I think is the mistake. Because to me, I mean, I get the Rammers point, you know, could easily have been him. I think it, it had to either be that the Rammers or it had to be Fuentes coming off. And just the same as you say, Cantwell sliding into the middle and then McCausland going out wide and, and filling that position because to me Campbell's always you know much better much stronger through the middle than he is when he's out wide um, and I just think that would have given us a lot more so I do think he, he was he was wrong in, in that sub because I'm not sure how you could have watched the first half an hour 32 minutes whatever it was in that match and and determined that Cantwell was the one that needed to, to come off because although he didn't have a great game I, I think he was certainly he was better than than, than Lammers, who you know, as Mark says earlier, was was fairly anonymous for most of the first half, and Sifuentes who just didn't have a great half at all. So it could have been either of the two of them. Um, and I think we do have to be honest and, and be critical here. You know, come on, can't be immune from criticism if you get something wrong. Um, you know, need he sit here, you know, calling for his head, and of course not. That's just nonsense because we all still firmly believe in Philip. Come on, of course we do. Um, however, tonight he he got that one wrong. 
Did he get it wrong um, then, Mark? And, and look, I think we, we need to look at this logically. What, what's Clement's thinking then when he's he's obviously bringing on Ross because he wants more width and he wants a bit more pace? So, so why has he not then? If, if we all think it should be Lammers that's came off and Cantwell moved central, um, why has he chose to take Cantwell off? Is it because he his part in the first goal? Maybe, um, you know, he looked a bit lackluster. He, he, he wasn't tracking back when he lost the ball. Um, he, there was a couple of petulant, petulant moments from him, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if I was a betting man, I'd be straight on the betting app because he's guaranteed for a yellow. Um, is it that he's got more faith in Lammers? Does he see something in Lammers that we don't? Why did he persist with Sam Lammers and take off Cantwell, who last season was one of our best players, if not our best player? What a question. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Absolutely baffled why that's happened. I've no baffled idea by the question that. or baffled by the manager's decision? Both. Um I just have no idea. I, I I don't know what he was thinking. Um, I can see what Cantwell brings to the side. I can see what he brings to the team and and um, the centre of the park. I can see what he brings to the team as a ten. Um, I can't see what Lammers brings to the team as a ten. It, it, it very much. I say I said it earlier that that Cantwell's flattered to deceive. But, I mean, if he's as flat to deceive, I have no idea what it is Lammers is actually bringing to the table. Nice touch. Good good and a half turn. But then Disney do anything with it. It's, it's bizarre. It's, just, it's, it's almost like he's that bereft of any sort of a confidence that he's just, he's just shot to pieces. And I think that by playing him, you're just digging a bigger hole for the boy. I, I think that the boy needs to be took out the, out the, out the side for a good few games till he, till he kind of gets gets over what whatever it is mentally that's going on in his head. Um but for me you need to play you need to play Cantwell as a ten. He's better central. He's no that good in the right hand side. But listen as well he's obviously been told what to do. The game plan was you need to play X, Y and Z certain way. And I think Cantwell being very much a off the cuff type of player, which we all know, um He's probably just been playing Cantwell's game rather than playing Clement's game. No, there's only going to be one winner there. It's as simple as that. So, hence the reason why. Different, different, different story if he's playing Cantwell's game and doing well at playing Cantwell's game. Then, then all right, he's got grounds to say, well, do you know what? I was doing well. But when he's playing Cantwell's game and no Clement's game and no doing Cantwell's game very well, then the big hook is what's happened. And obviously, he's pissed, he's pissed Clement off and went right off. And like I said earlier, massive, massive slap in the face. 33 minutes, 35 minutes. Professional footballer, especially somebody with the ego, I can't well. Um, and that's half-time, the last last game as well. I don't think there's any way back there. I really don't, which is which is something that really, really, really bothers me. Because when you start making decisions like that and start basically pissing off what I consider to be our best player, then I think we're in trouble. I, I don't know whether it's um um that whole lay down the law early, um make an example of somebody early. I really don't know, but by all accounts that's no Clement style. But that's what it looks like to me. As I said, for me, Lammers would have come off. He would have slipped into the ten. 
for some reason under Clement, I don't. I think he's played as a ten once for Clement. I can't remember any other time he's played as a ten. And I kind of tried to kid myself on that he was playing as as the right sided um, midfielder because it was more necessity than, than anything. But I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I think it's probably he's no following instructions probably, and this is what's happened. Big hook. Different if he was he was performing, but that's not been the case. But back to your original question, I don't know what what we was thinking. It seemed as if he was trying to make a point, but for me, if your team's not playing well, you don't take off one of your better players unless he's having an absolute stinker. It's it, it, it doesn't help as well, Stu. That you know, every week the fans are just getting more and more pissed off with Lammers. And then when you've got a player like Cantwell, who can be a game changer, even if he's one of these players, even if he's not playing well, he could pop up with a moment of brilliance, a great pass, a, a nice run, a good goal. He can do something. Lammers, it would seem, in one or two games, has you know he had that fantastic strike, but he's never really done it, apart from one or two games. But on the other side of the coin, does it show that the manager's got something about him, regardless of what we think of? the individual that he took off or the individuals that, that he left on the park. Is that the manager maybe saying to the supporters, look, I can see this isn't working and I'm trying to do something? Yeah, it's, it's, I prefer a manager that's willing to do that, to be honest. we How many times have we, we said that in the past and, and we still wait to the 65th minute mark before we make any subs, regardless of the situation. So in that aspect, I can understand. I, I think we're all baffled, to be honest, what why it wasn't Lammers. I think he's just said in the press or something like, um, you know, we know, we know Campwell's a 10, but we, we don't have the players for him to be able to play there. But it doesn't really make sense when you, you bring him off for a wide player, but you leave Lammers in that 10 role. You could have easily just moved Campwell there. I, I, I think Lammers, and we said it last time, he has this weird ability to do something fantastic immediately followed by 10 horrendous moments. <laughs> yeah. um, and and yeah. it's just it's so weird. And I keep saying uh, there's a player in there. I just don't think it's ever going to be a player for Rangers. If, if I'm completely honest, he's. I think it's it's already done for him. That the, the writing's already on the wall. For for Clement taking him, off, I don't. I actually thought Campbell handled the substitution quite well, and I know that seems weird because you could see he was angry. I, I want the player to be angry that he's been, but he still shook McCausland in hand. He, he still sort of shook Clement's hand. Yeah, he obviously threw Sank on the shoulder bars. Yeah, yeah. Said, but I don't mind. I don't mind him being angry. I, you know, he didn't ignore anyone or anything like that. He, I think he, to be, I thought he handled that quite well. Um, and I think he's the type of player that can actually come back from that. I think he's the type of player that will, will use that as fuel. But we'll see. I guess in 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 the coming weeks. Not it's not just... on not not based on the evidence of Norwich. Stu. No, but I mean, we, we, I think. I, th- I don't know. I think we're judging it a bit too quickly because we, we we generally don't know too much just now, right? So, we'll, we'll I think Cantwell wouldn't have started it. Everyone that keeps saying he doesn't like him, he, he just wouldn't have started him, full stop. McCausland's done more than enough to earn that start out there. So, the fact that he still trusted Cantwell, um, whether or not he was annoyed at Cantwell, because it wasn't just the goal. He gave the ball away in good positions a number of times, as did other players. So, I, I you know, I, I, I won't know. I'm not going to Jump in two footed just now and until we oh, see just it. Do it. Just go yeah. for it. Until we see the next few in. weeks. I think I think Campbell will will come back stronger from this and I think he'll be a big player from us. Um still following this. It's just 
I think the thing with Rangers is we haven't had real hope in a long time as, as a fan base. And, you know, we allowed ourselves to believe when Gio come in and, and obviously we had that fantastic European run and then it, it just quickly turned. I don't think a, a lot of people wanted Bill in, but obviously he got our full support and we were quite excited by the transfer window when you see in you know, the leagues we were signing players from and, and obviously little YouTube reels or, or whatever. And, and, and it looked like we we're building a good team. That, again, we, we just had our fingers burnt too many times and I can see why the fans get a little bit apprehensive and, and a bit worried when it when it goes wrong. It's a new manager and we're already sort of jumping on him a little bit. I, I completely understand because it's like he's he's almost allowed that hope to build up again for his first few weeks and and then we've we've had two stinkers in a row. It's it's early days, and I'm trying not to. I've not let my hope build that high just yet, but I do still think he's a he's a very good manager, and I think he's going to make mistakes. I said from the start, he'll make mistakes. There'll be bumps in the road. Um, it's just it's just about how he follows it up, and and I do think we'll make two transfers maybe in general. I think a lot of it's going to depend on who we get rid of, who goes out the door, because the squad's probably too big again. We're back there, um, but it's. I've got the highest wage bill in the league as well, um, which absolutely... Uh, I think, wow, well, I don't think we will now, like as of right now. I think last season we did, but don't forget Celtic obviously renewed a lot of contracts in the summer and would have bumped a lot of those guys up onto it to big Not that it matters, we, we are still probably paying players too much money for, for the output we are getting for them. That, that's yeah. the problem. Let's um let's hear what the manager had to say then, and and because I've just I've actually just realised that we're forty five minutes into this. I've got no idea how we're already on forty five minutes, and we haven't even really discussed Ross's goal yet. So, um, let's hear from the manager. Don't worry, folks, it's only about two minutes long. Um, so let's hear what Philip Clement had to say to Rangers TV after the draw tonight. Philippe, for one all draw against Aris Lamisso here tonight. What was your thoughts in the game overall? Um, that's it's a game. That we had to win if you see the possession and uh, and how many times we come in their box but we were not precise enough this evening uh, to be decisive in the last 30 meters of the of the pitch you get also a goal against that i don't like to see so that was too easy um so in that way we could have had more than than, uh, than this one point uh, we were the better team overall uh, during this night, but uh, you need to be more effective than uh, in the last final third. Yeah, how frustrating was going behind after the start that the side did make? Yeah, we, we started really well and then uh, they give one long ball and uh, and it's goal. So it's important then uh, to switch directly and, and to continue uh, what the team did, to react <laughs> and try to score uh, score fast this, this uh, equalizer. What we did also, but afterwards, we had some chances, but not enough. And uh, yeah, this is a game with the, the domination that you have on the ball. You need to be yeah, more precise in the last pass, in the last action. And uh, and we missed that today. What did you make of the response thereafter, after getting the goal? And of course, a special moment for Ross too with his first. No, it's, it's for me not important who scores. It's good, of course, uh, that a player comes in, uh, shows why we made the change, because I wanted to have more... Uh, depth and, and width on the right side. We were too much playing in, into the ball and uh, and that suited them too much. So, yeah, Ross did the things that that we expect from the team. Yeah, and the draw means all to play for into the final group game. How do you approach that one when it comes now? I think first uh, the draw um, 
represents that we are short of European football after the winter break, what is a really important thing. So that's something we cannot forget. And we play the last game to be group winner also. So a uh, yeah, challenging game to, to look forward to to play against it. I love the in-depth questions from our TV. You really get you, you get a sense of all the stuff that you want to find out, don't you, Mark? It's, it's, uh, I thought I would just come to you as you were taking a wee swig of your tea there. Um, but do, do, do we take anything for that? I mean, it's hard to take. So it's the club channel. They can't exactly ask it in invasive questions. But was there a wee hint in there about Campbell? Sounds like it to me. Um, like I said earlier, it's obviously he's told him to play a certain way and he's not done it. So hence the reason why he got a big hook. As I said, for me, there's... I don't know, I don't know whether it's, it's um, laying down a marker... Uh, making an example, I don't know, but it's, uh, for me, the, I don't think there's much good going to come out of him and Cantwell being at loggerheads or him having Sly, Sly read between the line digs at Cantwell or Cantwell getting big hook at 30, 30, 30, 33, 35 minutes. Well, apparently, he said, he said TNT Sports at Cantwell wasn't staying wide. Well, so that, that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? He's, he's no doing what he's told, so you know, they meet your told, you're a loose cannon. You're not going to play. <laughs> I know. It's quite ruthless, really, isn't it? Um, Connor, let, believe it or not, there is what there is a positive to take from tonight. Um, Ross McCausland comes on, obviously didn't get his goal until the second half, but at least he got a fucking goal. Um, just got his new contract, played really well for Northern Ireland, came on sco- and scored a really good goal. So fair, fair play to the young lad, even though the manager's not really, you know, hyping up that praise for him there. No, it would have been nice for Commodore. Sorry, Connor, did I disturb your fucking 11 <laughs> no. o'clock meal there? No, it was just a, at the time he came at me, a lump came in my throat there and nearly coughed, so, but we're good. Oh. Um, no, I, I'd have liked Commodore to maybe have praised him a wee bit um, more, because that is a big moment for him, is he's fucking... To me, it's his second goal because he was robbed at Livy. That goal should have stood, and I think we all know that. But aside for that, you know, your your first goal in professional football for it to come in a European night at, at Ibrox. I mean, that that's the sort of stuff that all us as, as as Rangers fans would have dreamt. You know, would have dreamt his his wings in the backyard and kicking a ball. But you know, still, still dream that I'll do it now. Well, I mean, listen, you you've got a chance with some of the players. I tell you. Um, <laughs> No, you know, so it is a brilliant moment, and I'm I'm delighted for him. And it was a he took it really well because, and I, th- I think Ali said it in commentary, and he was right. The actual pass to him isn't the best pass in the world. Um, he still has to do a wee bit with it because it's just slightly behind him, but he takes it well, um, gives himself that wee pocket of space, and you know, nutmegs the defender, and you know, in the process as well, uh, off the post and in. It's brilliant. Um, piece of finishing for him and it, it was something that we hadn't really done enough of in those areas because we had a few moments from about the, the edge of the box and we just weren't really getting the shot off when we had the space had, like Sifuentes earlier had a, a bit of space that had opened up for him and doesn't shoot um, so it showed a real maturity for him with Cosland as well to do that um, look he had some erratic moments in the game as well of course he did he, he wasted a few things but he had a big chance to get a second on the night um, which he didn't take and that's unfortunate but for me to, to put him in there as a 20 year old and, and ask him to, to come in and try and do something 
um, in a game as big as that with the pressure on and the, the the fans being on everybody's backs as well because of how poor it's been to that point, you know, it would have been easy for him as a, a youngster to have crumbled and he didn't. Um, and I think we'd, we've got a real good player on our hands here if we can just keep nurturing him and, and keep maturing him. There's aspects of his game, some of his decision-making at times has to improve, but you're going to get that with a young player. It's the chance you take when you put them on. You'll get moments of brilliance and you'll get moments of just that will infuriate you. Um, but for me, he was he was a real, real bright spark and it was, you know, the, the, the real positive moment of the game um, for him to come on and get the goal. I'm, I'm delighted for him because I think it's no more than he deserves for how well he's, he's been since, since he came into the, the, the squad, to be perfectly honest with you. And can I just say, uh, by the way, a big thank you to everybody tune in, tuning in. Obviously, we've got a lot more watching this reaction than what we normally do have watching our reactions. Um, unfortunately, that seems to happen when we have a negative result. But um, thank you all for tuning in. If you haven't already, then please do subscribe um, to our YouTube channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, give the show a like. If you're watching on Twitter, give us a follow. Give us a like and a retweet. If you're watching on Facebook, give us a share, give us a like, and give us a follow there as well. All the links for such are in the description as well. And we are sponsored by NordVPN. Um, yes, they sponsor uh, Rangers Football Club. They also sponsor the Rangers Rabble. And the link for that is in the, in the description. Where you can get up to 63% off of a two-year subscription. Other deals are also available. And if you use the link, you help to support the channel as well. Um, Stu Connor mentioned there about, you know, he, Ross came on and, and Ross took his chance and he, he was creating some other chances. Danilo tonight had one or two. He had one excellent chance where he tries to take a touch and then finish when it's a chipped ball over. Um, what did you make of Danilo tonight? And are you surprised that, you know, we had Roof on the bench and he didn't even see... 10, 15 minutes to try and help out Danilo, who seemed very, very isolated at times. Yeah, Danilo was a weird one, because I, I actually thought he was one of the only ones that could maybe have pass marks in the first half, just for the work rate. He was closing everything. The amount of times that keeper would get the ball and he, he would just hound him. He was a pest for the defenders. And, and yeah, I just thought he was the only one that... may actually, that, that's a lot. Lundstrom as well, to be fair. <laughs> Lundstrom... I thought, you know, I, I, I made a comment on Lundstrom recently. I was like, absolute pelters for it. I still don't think long term he's going to be our answer, but tonight he was. I thought he was very good. Um, and and even when it didn't come off for him, he, he didn't just do that stop and put your hands up like a lot of our players do. He, he got back in and and he worked his absolute socks off tonight. I was I was really really. I actually thought Lundstrom was probably our man of the match. Um, but Danilo's second half, he, he just dipped off. He's we've seen him take. We've seen him be pretty clinical since he's been here, and and tonight obviously he was the opposite of that. He was, he just wasn't. But it's the same for most players in the final third. It was either that final touch, the final ball. It just, it just was not happening in that area. And, and McCausland scored an excellent goal, but it, it started happening to him as well. He, I think he has, and that's just probably inexperience. But he has sort of three moments in one where he should shoot, he cuts, he should go down. He should pass and it's like all three and he doesn't do any of them and, and in the end they get the, the the ball clear so yeah it's i just think it was a a night of we didn't play particularly well but it was just a night of where the final third was was really our, our undoing I mean, we just could not link that final ball you know play the final pass get the final shot off um and and it was just costing us again and again i think in terms of a substitution again that's what i thought Clement got wrong the most tonight was was the three separate substitutions. 
Um, obviously, you can make a fourth, but that's that's, that that, that's really annoying you, Stuart. It? it is because I think when you when you look at the bench, the bench was pretty strong tonight for, for the the players we haven't got registered. You know, obviously, Ridvan's not there, so we can't play a different left back. Um, but we had options on the bench. Listen, Lawrence wasn't going to start because of the injury issues. He's he's building up to that, so I can understand why he was on the bench. Um, I'm glad the obviously he got on, he got more minutes, but. Yeah, Roof. Roof was someone I was. I thought was a guarantee to at least get five, ten minutes in this in this game, and and maybe still not ready. But then he shouldn't be on the bench if he's not ready. And and to make three separate substitutions, and and then then you're sort of hamstrung because you can't make any more, and and, and then you're stuck because you can't change the game in any way, shape, or form. Um, was was a bit frustrating. It was just a frustrating night overall. Um, small positives, but just. Just a lot of negatives, I guess. But in terms of Campwell as well, what you just mentioned there, if if he's saying that he's brought him off because he wasn't listening to instruction, I've actually got no problem with that. I I, I think he would have it would have been better to keep him on instead of Lammers. But if if the managers put you in a position, even if it's not your strongest position, and and he's given you instructions and you're just not following those instructions, then you're going to get hooked. Maybe harsh to be hooking him at 35 minutes, but like we said before, McCausland has probably done enough to earn a start regardless. So maybe that's where he got the team selection wrong. Should have been McCausland from the start on the right and, and, and Campwell in behind in the 10 role. That, that's on Clement. But but... Do you know something? I think he's probably thinking if I don't start Campwell when I start Lammers because you'll know the fan reaction and I'll get more mm. pelters than if I, if I start Campwell and he's not doing what I tell him and I bring him off. I'll get more pelters if I don't start him and we, and we don't get um, the right result. But we are very, very quickly running out of time. We are back tomorrow night at half past seven, by the way, but we'll have a chance to zone, chill, um, then go back over the game and, of course, look ahead um, to the weekend. But, Mark, then, j- just wrapping up with us, um, in terms of the Europa League, then, obviously, we are second in the group. We go to Seville, um, which is not one of the, the happiest places I've ever been to. But we go there to face Betis in the final game. It's got the feeling of, and I and I and I hope I'm wrong because I want us to be in the Europa League um, after Christmas. But it's got the feeling of with the way that we're playing, although two weeks is a long time in football, that we need to go there and win. Um, otherwise, it's Conference League football. How how are you feeling then about uh, the final stages of the Europa League groups? I think it's a big ask, a very very big ask um, to go over there and and win. Not impossible, but I think it's a big ask, especially with the way this team is playing. Um, no, I think I think it's um, conference, Europa conference for us. I think um, if I'm, that's if the I'm way I feel the now. That's the way I feel the now, Mark. And I hope I'm wrong, but it's the way I feel. But as I said, nothing's. And I mean, is anybody anybody looked at what happens if we draw with them? If we draw with them, is it both of us through, or, or does that all go back down to what the? Would still need, Harris would still need to take something off his spot. Yeah. But um, to be fair, if they actually turn it's up, not going to happen, Connor. That's not going to happen. Well, it, it's it's not impossible for us to win. It's equally not impossible that Sparta could slip up. I'd rather go over there needing needing a win, and then we know we need to do. So we're just going to try and do it. I know, but had we won the night, then it wouldn't have mattered. No, no, I know, but that's. As it is what it is now. That that's done and dusted now. We need to move on. Look look to the future. Look forward. So 
Aris can still finish ahead of Sparta, by the way. I, I, they said they were completely out, but they're three points behind them, and it would go oh, on a head-to-head head head record. Head-to-head, head, I know. But they're playing them. I know, but even if they... Uh, what was the score with Sparta? I've no idea. To be fair, they might have got absolutely... They got hammered. It was knee to Sparta. Um, oh, right, was it? So, if Aris were to beat them, say, either... Well, they beat them 3-2, they get down straight goal down. So, 2-0. Anyway, look, this isn't, a, this isn't a Sparta Prague podcast, right, lads? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's wrap that chat. Um, very quickly, before we go, um, Craig Williams with a, with a super chat to end the show. Thank you very much, Craig. Connor, I'll take us to you, and I will ask you to streamline your response. Hmm. Uh, the lack of urgency in the last 20 minutes um, was pathetic. It, aye. It was. Um, too many balls getting passed backwards, quite frankly. Um, and as times get on, you're thinking, where's the urgency here? We, we need we need a goal. You know, I mean, this is to get us through. And it didn't seem to come. Um, and, and you could see the crowd getting more and more annoying and anxious. And I think even once again, to stop each time, we spent the majority of it playing the ball backwards into our defence. The only time we tried um, to get forward was, I think, uh, was it Suter or Davies? I think it was pinged a, a fairly decent sort of Goldson-esque uh, Diag to um, Tav and unfortunately it didn't pay off but I, it was it was a lack of urgency um, but I think at that point if I'm honest I think the players had all but accepted that all they were getting the right was a point so uh, you know unfortunately uh, it is what it was Unfortunately um, you're, you're correct um, okay folks that will do us tonight thank you so much everybody for tuning in um, I think at one point we had like 1500 people watching um, which is mental thank you very very much my thanks to Stu Mark and Connor as well and remember folks if it's your first time watching us on YouTube give us a subscribe <coughs> and if it's not your first time watching on YouTube and you're already subscribed make sure you hit that like button if everybody who's who's watching on YouTube um, which I believe is around about 1100 um, if you all hit a like button and this will get shared throughout the YouTube atmosphere or whatever you, I don't know what you want to call it it'll get shared anyway and make sure you check out our sponsors NordVPN in the, the description um, as well so thank you everybody we're back tomorrow night at half past seven right here on the Rangers Rabble YouTube channel I won't be I'll be in Aberdeen watching, Ab watching Aberdeen against Dundee United and then hopefully and people who watch regularly will know why I say hopefully I'll be in Renfrew on Saturday um, watching Dundee United again um, Oh, it pains me so much. Um, so anyway, thank you folks for watching and we'll speak to you all again very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.